0: Hello Blackhawks fans and welcome back to the Four Feathers podcast. I am Johnny Nani, Ron Luce alongside of me. It's been a while, Ron. It's great to be back on the Four Feathers podcast talking Blackhawks hockey with you, my friend.
1: Oh, always my friend. I'll tell you what, it's like training camp started today in the Chicagoland area and it's like Mother Nature knew what to do. It was like a brisk 65 all day today. It's been absolutely gorgeous. It feels like fall. I had some chili for dinner. Johnny hockey is pumping through my bay my veins and like it says in my little descriptor here hockey's back baby
0: it's back F- facts only there Ron I love that and I love the, the kind of atmosphere that you set for the show because yeah we, we are now uh the first you know second excuse me second day of fall here uh with seasons changing here and that means we only mean one thing obviously hockey is on the horizon here i um, mean hawks will be getting going a little under a month but training camp like you mentioned starting today so uh we we've got a lot to do a lot, a lot to discuss on this show a um, couple updates on that front uh we're gonna dig through uh some of the commentary uh that was shared by various uh gms players coaches um all of that good stuff but before we do that uh, listeners make sure you go and subscribe to on tap sports and on youtube so you can go and join the live discussion here uh, in the comment section, and we can feature them on the show. Uh, you can also do that via Facebook on Tap Sports Net there as well. Twitter listeners, we love you, but we cannot see your comments and feature them within here um, in our little stream yard. So go over to YouTube, go over to Facebook, join the conversation. A lot of good Blackhawks talk coming up this year, Ron. I can't wait uh, training camp, dude. I feel I feel like uh, um, I would say kid on the first day of school. That's probably how they feel. I feel like kid on Christmas morning. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, it's like the anticipation, right, Johnny? It's almost like you bring up the Christmas metaphor. Like, I feel like Christmas is like opening night. It's, you know, it's truly back. The games matter again in the standings. This is like when you're a kid and you get off for winter, winter break, right? And it's like that first day of winter break. And you're like, it's on the horizon, like presents on Christmas morning, New Year's, out, you know, celebration. It's coming. We're almost there but we just got a little bit more to go. That's kind right. of where I'm at right now with, the, with yeah. my excitement levels.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You know, I thought it was kind of funny, too, the Blackhawks sharing out those um, kind of like, you know, first day of school uh, chalkboards that they had, yeah. and each guy had, you know, what I grow up I want to be, or, you know, first day of 16th season for like, you know, Patrick Kane or Jonathan Daves or whatever, what, whatever the year was for those guys. That was pretty funny, uh, kind of a back-to-school, back-to-camp uh, sort of thing. So, uh, Ron, I think we should dive right in, because training camp, obviously, sure. first day today, here on Thursday, September 22nd. Um, we got a few updates, a few on the injury front, and then obviously a little bit of personnel uh, stuff in terms of lines, deep pairings. Uh, let's start injuries here, uh, and you can go and tell me how concerned you are about these. Let's start at the top. Ian Mitchell out six weeks with the left wrist injury. I think my level of concern is probably his number,
1: 51 <laughs> out of 50. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, th- this is a guy that really needs to play this year. He's not, you know, this isn't Bowman's, you know, regime anymore. They don't love him. They're not in love with him like they were for years now. He's another guy in this defensive group that admittedly looks really good, really strong. And he wasn't a guy we saw in the prospect showcase, the Tom Curver showcase, uh just, you know, a week ago. So he's a guy that needs to play this year, has a lot to prove. And and if he misses anything more than these six weeks especially with the ice hog season starting where he'll obviously likely play most of his hockey this year um he's got a lot to show off this year because otherwise he's a free agent and who knows what happens then
0: you stole my last line i was gonna say on an expiring contract that's the biggest thing for me obviously only played about eight games uh, at the nhl level last year i know they had a different a little bit of a mix going on there and some other young guys uh did get some time but Feel like that also could indicate pointing towards um where they feel about him, uh, versus guy like Alec Flassick coming up, uh, you know, shortly after being drafted, um, uh, and getting that time. Then obviously saw some others, Jacob Galvis, um Alec Regula. Uh they, they all got um, a little bit more extended looks, I think, than Mitchell. So uh, it's kind of put up shut up year this year for Ian Mitchell. So we keep an eye on that. Out six weeks, so left wrist injury. All right, Colton Doc, Paul Ludwinsky both in concussion protocol. Uh, we know what happened. Colton Doc. Uh it well, nice to see him score a goal in that first period of the uh you know, Tom Kirk. River's prospect showcase, but then uh, unfortunately didn't return after the first period. Uh Winsky also in concussion protocol. I don't think we know exactly how long these guys will be out. outrun, um, but they just are going to go day by day. Uh, I'm thinking on this one.
1: Yeah. And the, and you kind of have to with concussions, right? You know, some guys will come back a lot sooner from a concussion, you know, be feeling better in, in a matter of a week. Uh, some guys it takes longer. So yeah, I absolutely just kind of touch and go with these two guys Both guys that I'm kind of excited about to to track and watch this year, though, Johnny, because Colton Dock, obviously, you know, older brother Kirby's no longer here. He's up in Montreal now uh, with the Canadiens. But, you know, he's he's a guy that profiles as a good power forward, you know, a good winger for this team potentially in the future if he develops properly, was a second-round pick. Um, You know, and Lidwinski, kind of just that balls-to-the-wall center that you really kind of want to see this regime develop more of. Um, so both both guys, you know, hopefully they're healthier sooner than later. But agree with you, Johnny. It's gonna be a lot of touch and go. I think with these concussions.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's the way to go. Uh, just a little tough break for Paul Rudzinski because obviously you get drafted. This is your draft year. Uh, he was uh, second round pick uh, in 2022, and then uh, right away, um, not on you know, the ice, uh, as training camp gets going. And that's a big time because, uh, sure. There are a few preseason games that they'd like to get some of these guys in, but they also got to do it in practice just because there's like a 63 man roster uh, for training camp. All right. Uh, Jake McCabe, interesting to see him out on the ice because he had spinal surgery, that return timeline they said remains the same. Um, however, out there, uh, on in non-contract contact drills today, it's a good sign for, for me, Ron. I'm also, but you and me, we, we might have a little soft spot for Jake McCabe.
1: Just a little bit. Yeah. We we're we're big Jake McCabe guys over here at the four feathers podcast, but yeah, great to see. I mean, obviously, you know, back injuries in general, let alone a spinal injury are are certainly not things you take lightly in any sport, let alone in, in in a contact sport like hockey, but, uh, Seeing him out there, good sign. Obviously, it means he's feeling good. At least that means his recovery process is going well. Um, so all signs point to good things, Johnny. Um, and I'll tell you what, it, it'll be great to see him back in, in November, early December is what they're predicting him to come back, I believe. It'll be good to see him back when the time comes. But in the meantime, that's a huge gap on the blue line now that some of these young guys might get a look. So right. concern levels, not high for Jake McCabe. Glad yep. he's doing well. That he, Hey, he's out there skating. That's a good sign yeah, in itself. After-
0: after spine surgery, I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's, and it wasn't too, too long after there. So obviously I would Absolutely. agree with you I a good sign concern level pretty well there. And I also just a, a shoot off of that Jake McCabe injury. I like uh, Luke Richardson's response when they talked to him because they said, oh, does this change? Is he, you know, further up in his timeline? Yada, yada. Um, and they said no, but they would like to get him out there in the team meetings and get a feel for it, you know, implementing the new system. And then he can kind of sit back later uh, as they gear up more towards game action and then sit back, what uh watch, and then uh ask questions about it so uh, i yeah. like that response from richardson as well we'll get into more of Luke richardson uh last one was uh connor murphy this is not an injury he was not on the ice but that was because um i believe his host parents uh when he was playing in juniors uh one of them passed away so uh condolences right. to that family but that's why connor Murphy was not out there uh, if you saw that so um ron let's get into some training camp takeaways talk to me about uh these top two lines here i know you had kind of highlighted this in a post over at onttamsportsnet.com who's patrick kane playing with
1: yeah, Patty Kane, they're they're very hell-bent. Uh, the news came out in the Luke Richardson presser with Kyle Davidson on Wednesday that Max Domi and Patrick Kane would be paired. Uh, some more reports actually surfaced today, Johnny, that I saw as well on social media today, uh, specifically uh, the old Bluebird app Twitter, um, that – Domi and Kane have kind of been getting to know each other this off season. So maybe this is something that's kind of been in the works for a while now of Richardson seeing something of where their games could complement, but yeah, Domi getting paired with, with, uh, with Kane and, and, and our boy, uh, just fucking crank it Taylor Radish. Uh, I I actually kind of like that line. I think that's a line that could bring some grit, um, via Radish with his size and Domi with just kind of his nasty play. Uh, and then you have the, you know, you've, you've showtime and he says he feels better than he did last year. And he had 92 points last year. So, who the hell knows what Patrick Kane does this year? And then that second line kind of interesting, too. Uh, I don't want to steal all your thunder, Johnny. I'll let you go ahead and, and and talk a little bit about it, too. But your boy, or one of your, your upcoming boys now, Mr. Colin Blackwell, uh, getting some time with Johnny Taves and Tyler Johnson on the second right. unit today. Could be an interesting line again. Tyler Johnson, a guy that's just a few years removed from being nearly a thirty goal scorer, uh, he, he's he's got something left in the tank. We saw it a little bit before he was hurt all of last year. I would love to see him have a nice year this year, Johnny, and and maybe playing with Johnny and and this form Taves, um, you know, gets him going in the right direction, and maybe Blackwell, you know, has a career year because he's able to play with more opportunities, He's not buried in the bottom six um, as he has been in years past.
0: I agree, Ron. Um, starting with that, just I'll pick up on Blackwell there. Obviously, a uh, guy that I was pretty excited about because uh, that guy flashed some grit. Uh, he was up in Seattle, then obviously went trade deadline acquisition by uh, the Maple Leafs at the end of last year. So he was there following the deadline. Uh, but I, I think he can add some of that tenacity there. Whereas, you know, um, Jonathan Taves has been stuck a lot with like Dominic Kubalik in years past, who doesn't offer you. Shit. He's not a great skater. He doesn't offer you shit uh, on the defensive end, uh, whereas Blackwell is going to be kind of the opposite of that, right? Uh, he's a little bit more defensive-minded, obviously, in the roles that he had been thrust into with his past teams, um, but I, I like that uh, kind of, you know, alleviates some of the heavy lifting, so to say, uh, that, you know, Jonathan Taves would have to do. And then, obviously, you know, Tyler Johnson, he did return at the end of last year, but him playing alongside there um, after a neck procedure that he had, um, you know, him and Jack Eichel being the only hockey players to have that, done so far um, you know you, you kind of want to take a little bit of load off of his shoulders as well uh, so I think that's good having Blackwell up there as for that top one uh, yeah those guys were uh, both uh, you're talking about now um, Max Domi uh, and Patrick Kane they were both at the NHL media showcase so they, they've gotten to know each other Max Domi seems really excited uh, to be with the Blackhawks I think he's just an upbeat energetic guy no matter what he does that's on the ice off the ice and um, and obviously, he likes Luke Richardson. That was part of the draw to Chicago for him, too. So that's interesting. I uh, like that. And, you know, it, it's we'll, we'll get to this a little bit later. But, you know, Patrick Kane, his best friend, uh, was shipped out of town uh, at the draft. So uh, you, you got to start
1: building some new chemistry with some new guys. So it's good to see that going early here. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I saw the comments. Uh, you know, Kane are calling uh, the old cat. Uh, one of his best friends and, and certainly a big loss. It feels like the Artemi Panarin situation all over again. Uh, it's like deja vu for Blackhawks fans, which certainly is not the best kind, right? now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, supposedly to adding to Domi and Kane, just really quick, uh, supposedly also they attended the, uh, us open together, uh, when they were at the media showcase. Right. So again, more time to get to know each other, get to bond. And it, again, if these guys can have some immediate chemistry, you're at least guaranteed one line. That's going to produce some type of offense right out the gate, which is going to be huge for a team. That's full of a ton of new faces.
0: this year. Right. And you also need to showcase max Domi. I hate to be already running, uh, Patrick Kane's new linemate out of town once again. Uh, However, (laughs) you do need to showcase Max Domi uh, to up his Mm -hmm. trade value. Um, It'll be interesting to see where Andreas Athanasiu slots in there, too, because I believe his speed uh, could help on either of those lines. I'm sure there will be a blender of sorts uh, when they go and figure things out. And obviously, this is just the first day of camp. So we're uh, going off of what they threw out on the ice uh, to open up today all right uh, a little bit further let's go down to deep pairs uh ron looks like they're trying to mix some veterans and uh um, young guys together here vlasic and seth jones del mastro uh nolan allen that's a younger pairing but jack johnson rotating with both caleb jones and kevin Korczynski there um kevin Korczynski all the way up in this i know it's still early in camp uh but interesting to see that shows you how highly they think of him
1: yeah, absolutely. Based on everything that has been coming out of the Blackhawks front office pretty much for most of the summer, Johnny, uh, this guy they believe is is the key. Uh, and maybe not the key, but he's one of the keys at least to what could be in the future. They really really like him. I mean, he's got really good offensive game that was a huge draw for him coming out of the draft. I mean, he's a very natural, you know, skater, very natural puck handler, um very strong passer. He's he's not afraid to get involved on offense. Uh for him it's just the defensive side of things and to be quite honest, I think with, you know, how much Brian Campbell has now meant to the development of some of these defensemen uh for, for this front office, obviously him sticking around certainly shows a lot uh in terms of what Kyle Davidson thinks of him. The ice, Uh, And now they also have uh, Mark Eaton in there as an assistant general manager uh, who's also a former NHL defenseman. So plenty of guys that can be there to help him develop that side of his game. But they want to throw him in the fire. Hey, get him in there with the big boys. Give him something to get hungry about. Uh, Give him that taste of what it's like to to skate with the true pros. And, you know, he goes back to work in, in Seattle this year with the Thunderbirds and who knows, maybe he's he's in the NHL sooner than they think and we think if he develops at a, at a good pace. But uh, he's definitely a guy that they're very high on, Johnny. And you can see it as where they're running him in drills already. Right. And, you know,
0: uh, th- that's good to see. You'd hope that was the case, though, uh, after you traded Wade to break it and then use that pick uh, that you got. Obviously, they wanted to move Absolutely. up and get up higher in that first round. So that's what they did. Kevin Korczynski was a pick there. Um, Elsewhere on that, um, obviously, your old reliable Seth Jones and another guy that I'm talking about who, who he's with, and that's Alex Vlasic. Um, He's going to get a lot of run because he got some run at the end of last year. Um, He's a big body guy, a little bit more of the stay-at-home variety. I hope. If that were to stand, even if you just saw it in a preseason game, I would hope that allows Seth uh, to open up the offensive game more because we know Seth kind of had to be the do-it-all guy last year, right, as the number one guy and obviously getting paid the big money uh, after the trade. And, uh, you know, he was the uh, just what you'd expect in terms of leading in minutes uh, up there among all NHL defensemen. However, we had talked about it multiple times on the show last year. If you remember, Ron, I don't care if he's doing all that. You need to see results and results come up on the stat sheet. So I want to see Seth Jones more on the stat sheet, and hopefully someone uh, like a state home type of guy uh, flanking him uh, will be beneficial in that regard.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it says a lot, too, Johnny, w- with Vlasic because he's probably the guy that's going to get the most run with McCabe being out of the lineup. I really think outside of him, they're pretty set, right? Like Riley Stillman's probably going to get a lot of look. Jack Johnson was signed. He's not, he wasn't signed to play in Rockford. He was signed to play in the NHL this year. You know, Connor Murphy's going to return. And if he's his normal self, he'll be a huge piece on this, on this blue line. Obviously you mentioned Seth and brother Caleb will have big roles. Vlasic's kind of the first young guy that we've seen a lot of already, uh, between the prospect showcase, between now already at the start of training camp and at the end of last season, he played 15 games in the NHL last year. Like that's a lot for a guy who came directly from college to the pros. So he's clearly a guy that they see a lot of. And I agree with you, Johnny, if he's able to be that stay at home presence, obviously he's going to struggle, you know, he's young and and that's going to be inevitable. But if it allows Seth Jones to be Seth Jones and let him be the offensive defenseman that we know Seth Jones can be, like you said, Johnny, we want to see 10 goals out of Seth Jones this year. Maybe Vlasic's a guy that's paired with him that can help get that done.
0: Yeah, right, especially with we came out, uh, like I mentioned. So, um, once again, these are just first day ones. But uh, as we're on the D, uh, decor, I can bring in our first comment here, and that's uh, our guy Tony. He's his longtime listener, first-time commenter. Will the Hawks get enough pucks deep this year with Caleb Jones on the ice? Yes, they will.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think overall they're going to be all right. I think they're going to, a lot of people are expecting them to come out and win like 10 games this year. And that's not going to be the case. If Luke Richardson is truly the coach that he says, and he's a motivator and gets them to play hard, they're going to piss a couple teams off and they're going to beat people. I'm not saying they're going to win 45 games and make the playoffs, but I am saying they're going to win more than 15, which is what I, for some reason, people are expecting them to win. Uh, they're 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 going to be good enough to you know like like Tony says here get bucks in deep uh, and, and get some things going on the offensive side.
0: Yeah, bucks in deep, bucks on net. Simple formula. All right. That was a good transition there, Ron, because I did want to talk about Luke Richardson, Kyle Davidson, some of the things they had to say uh, even before uh, the actual practice portion of training camp opened up. Uh, They met with the media and talked a little bit. Um, And Luke Richardson, his goal is to make uh, Kyle Davidson's job hard. Uh, Word for word, he says, I told Kyle right off the hop, we're going to make this the toughest job possible and try to win as much as possible. Uh, Davidson did kind of back that up uh, when he said, you know, well, we're thinking long-term in many aspects, but it doesn't change that when you watch." Into the U C, you want the Blackhawks to win. Uh, that's how he views it. So um, interesting here because that sounds like a no tank mentality, Ron, on a team that is on paper built a tank.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's one of those things where you know it's Luke Richardson's job to try and go win hockey games, and if the outcome isn't in, in his favor but they do everything the right way, then it's just creating those building blocks for the future. I really do believe that they hired Luke Richardson with that future in mind, but he's a guy that right now is probably going to get the most out of what is presented to him. Like you said, Johnny, this team is built to lose, unfortunately. It's just the name of the game. You send out Alex to Brinket. it. I mean, granted, Kirby Doc became kind of a question mark in this whole process, but you still send him out of town as well. Uh, and a lot of guys didn't resign. Uh, you know, friend of the program, Calvin Dehan among them, um, you know, they sent off Ryan Carpenter, who is your boy. Uh, granted, I think he's quickly been replaced by one Sam Lafferty uh, in your heart there, Johnny. But again, just this this roster is filled with a lot of question marks and a lot of unknowns outside of pretty much Seth Jones, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. So it, it's really going to be on Luke Richardson to say, hey, look, I'm still going to try and get these boys to win hockey games. That's his job whether you whether he's whether they want him to lose or not Johnny he's still there to make sure the team wins hockey games so good on him i hope he makes Kyle Davidson's job hard because that means the players are playing hard for him and it clearly indicates that this is a a situation where maybe they got the right guy at the helm johnny
0: Right. Yeah. Obviously we won't know until we kind of see how things progress on the ice, but uh getting at that in Luke Richardson, I like what he said. That's like you'd said, that's his job. That's what I'd expect to hear from him. However, uh, on the flip side, Kyle Davidson, it was kind of prompted. Uh, that response didn't come until after Luke Richardson said that. And who knows how exactly how that was set up. I'm sure uh, Richardson went first and then Davidson just chimed in after the fact. Um, but I had to pull out when, when I was reading that, Ron, you know, Kyle Davidson chiming in saying, I want to win too, you know, kind of in like a joking fashion there. I had to pull out one of my favorite. Godfather lines, and that's uh, <laughs> um, you know, don't lie to me, it insults my intelligence. Because, guess what,
1: you might say that in words, but your actions, you built a tanker, yeah. You, you built a team that's set up to win 22 games and be in the lottery, Johnny. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. I mean, they, they were depleted in terms of prospects, they were depleted in terms of a lot of resources. I think we all agreed that Alex Debrinkit was a resource you could build around, but neither here nor there, right? Uh, what's done is done. And yeah, now it's on Kyle Davidson to get the things right. And he he needs the the assets in order to do it. And so far you can at least applaud him on getting a number of assets. I mean, he's turned, you know, having just a handful of picks because of of Bowman's ways of trading draft picks uh, over the years into quite a bit of draft capital over the next few years in next year's draft alone. I believe they have six picks in the first three rounds. I believe it's two in each of those first three rounds done a nice job collecting a lot of capital. So like you said, don't lie to us. Don't insult right. our intelligence yeah. as Blackhawks yeah. fans. But it's I, just the truth. You I, built I, the tanker. <laughs> the, the thing is, they're
0: going to sit up there at the podium. And I know he's not going to sit next. Cal Davidson's not going to sit next to his head coach and say, "Oh yeah, no, we're trying to lose here." Yeah, and we yeah. probably like that because that gives him the best odds to pick the highest next year. All of that, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more too. However, it's also our you know uh, our right to be able to sit here and point that out and say, mm-hmm. "Okay, well." Your words say one thing, but your actions say the other. And I think we, we all kind of know what's in store, right? It's not it's not a shock. As soon as you saw uh, those names flying off the board, especially it. obviously Hagel was kind of the kickstarter at the trade deadline last year. But then when you see It, you're like, okay, they're really, really going uh, all in on this thing. It will be interesting to see um, a couple of other names there, Ron. I think it's a good time to get into that. And that's Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. They essentially shut down um, all, any of the trade rumors. I know uh, any in every hockey site wanted to go in throw something at the wall. What would a trade package for the Rangers and our, you know, uh, and Patrick Kane look like, you know, could Jonathan Taves, you know, go back home all of that stuff. And they basically classified it as noise and said there'd been no meaningful discussions there. They're focused on starting the season here right now, Ron. I just think it's funny uh, how the news cycle can run and maybe not even news, just the rumor mill can churn uh, when there's no hockey to be had in August.
1: Yeah, and especially when you know the the situation allows for um, empty speculation. Johnny, I think is a good way to put it because you know people are just like you said, kind of just throwing shit at the wall. They're looking for reasons uh, to generate noise in the in the off season when, like you said, the dog days of August in the hockey off season are a very real thing. And that's kind of what was happening. You know, Patrick Kane was being shopped to every major contender in the East and West. And yet everybody was like, there was no legs to any of this. And he even shut that down as well, as you mentioned. So, you know, it it at least speaks volumes, though, I think, to what Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane understand being a Blackhawk means. And especially in their case, because they know their numbers are going to be in the rafters one day. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you know, they know what the value of playing your career for an original six franchise is, especially with the amount of success they had. And sure, could that change in six months and and one or both of them be out the door at the deadline? Absolutely. But for now, they have the right mindset, I think, as a hockey fan, just looking at this as a a third party. Hey, come into camp, go balls to the walls and play hard because, you know, at least at the end of the day, worst case scenario, you play really well and, you know, they are both also in contract years, Johnny. So if they want to get paid more money next year and, and show that they can still play hockey, like it's a big year for Jonathan Taves, just as an individual player, not even on the Blackhawks necessarily. So, uh, but good on them. It's, it's good to see them focused and in camp. And I mean, they're consummate professionals, so I would expect nothing less from either one. Right.
0: So the, the indication there is that they're, they're starting the uh, season with the Blackhawks. The, the, basically everybody uh, ma- made that clear from Kyle Davidson to the players themselves. So um, just want to make that clear. And then also, if, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, cipher through some of these things, because it's not going to die down until you know uh, the trade deadline comes and that's when it'll really heat up but that's when i'd start really giving it a little more stock Uh, when you're getting into like the late january into february that's probably the time to really look at legitimate you know reports on that and see if there are actual rumblings because you're still going to hear a million propositions uh especially when teams start off not the way they wanted to maybe a contender off to a little bit of a slow start oh patrick came to be a great shot in the arm here um guess what the the a they can control where they want to go with their full full no movement clauses that's always a hard one to say here on four feathers um but in addition to that they also like chicago um they they like being here patrick cana talked about it near the end of last season about you know building his life here right Uh, having his kid here um all that kind of stuff so um they i would imagine if they do go it would be trade deadline so um something comes up before that um Check the source. <laughs> that, that's that'd be my advice uh, if you're perusing yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- th- those rumors. So um, let's get into a little bit more talking about you know possible trades uh, and what could be going on. Ron, you, you wrote a little post over at com about the Blackhawks um, being willing to weaponize their cap space because as r- it currently stands, uh, via today's date on CapFriendly.com, great resource, uh, Blackhawks currently have seven, a little over seven point five million uh, in, in cap space right now. So what does that mean, Ron?
1: Well, certainly that means uh, a couple things, Johnny. One, their cap space will probably change because that also right now makes Connor Murphy on the IR, is essentially what that does. Um, now, granted, IR versus LTIR changes cap limitations, so they're still hitting the cap. Um, so $7.5 is a lot of money. I believe that puts them ooh, top six right now in the league in terms of cap dollars available to use. And we see a time and time every single year, Johnny. Where you know contenders want to have some cap flexibility going into the season, so if they need to make a big move at the deadline, or if they want to make a move earlier, which we've seen time and time again, they have the ability to do so. Usually means dumping a bad contract. And if you're the Blackhawks, who, as as even though you know, like we said, don't insult our intelligence, Kyle Davidson. I know you're trying to accumulate draft capital and and get as many picks as you can. If there's a team like the Washington Capitals or, uh, you know, the the New York Rangers or one of these teams that maybe is in a little bit of cap trouble looking to move a bad contract that has only one or two years left on it, try and get a draft pick with it. All of a sudden, you are weaponizing your cap space because that's just benefiting you in multiple ways too, not just the draft pick, which is obviously a future-looking asset, but a present asset in a warm body, which Johnny at this point on this roster is probably going to be welcomed, especially in the forward group because it is, again, a lot of – guys that we don't know what to expect right now. You know, if Carl Hagelin wants to get moved out of Washington because the Capitals want to free up 275 or whatever his cap space is, I think it's 275. Um, all right, send him to the Hawks, catch a third-round draft pick with him, and we'll keep things moving. I think that's the best-case scenario for the Blackhawks in, in a way they can, again, like you said, weaponize this seven right. and a half million dollars they have because again it is among the top in the league now granted it's like the hawks at seven and a half one other team at like nine and then everybody else is like 18 uh that are at the very floor but you know those teams are the ones that are are, are well into their rebuilds not like the blackhawks who are just starting off still have some bad contracts on the books et cetera, et cetera. so who knows johnny we we could see a move before the, the start of the season and if it's the hawks making a trade for a guy and it involves draft capital coming back At the end of the day, it's probably going to be considered a win for the Hawks because they can use that cap space right now um, to help a team uh, and then that that team can help them by sending back a little more draft capital.
0: Ron, I just got to tell you, I missed – gm ron here unfortunately <laughs> so much uh it was great to hear you i, I love it because you're you're a numbers guy ron you're, you're an accounting a guy. guy um it was so if you're new to four feathers podcast here that is you know gm ron uh, he's great about it in the off season when all those you know the uh, free agent frenzy is going on uh when trades are happening around there how all that impacts the numbers and the cap so rod you got to go to at loose on tap on twitter um, when you need uh, some numbers breakdown in the hockey sense, so um, a good, a good explanation of that once again. Uh, on tap Ron has that up in written form there. Go and check it out. All right, um, a few other things, Ron. When we're talking about expectations for the season, right? I, I know you know there's been some point totals floated around by odds makers, and um, I think we all expect the Blackhawks are going to finish near the bottom of the barrel. Are they going to be good enough? to tank out completely and be the worst team in the league. I guess that's the burning question uh, among Chicagoans right now.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of bad hockey teams in the NHL right now, Johnny. And unfortunately it's not just the Hawks competing for that number one pick. Uh, we've seen teams time and time again. I feel like the Buffalo Sabres are the the King Queens, uh, Jacks and aces of, of being in that draft lottery on a consistent One might base. say the Jack Eichels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, who knows? I mean, they are constantly there. And there's so many of these teams, Johnny, just going back to it, you know, with a list up in front of me. You know, teams like the the Arizona Coyotes are going to be in that conversation. Uh, there's a decent chance that the team like the Seattle Kraken, who had a really bad year last year, are also back in that conversation again. Um, you know, we would expect teams like the Ottawa Senators, after everything they've done this offseason, to advance and move up in that picture but you know Detroit still has a chance of being kind of bad um you know the New Jersey Devils still find a way to be terrible Philadelphia everybody I don't care what anybody yeah, they, tells they've me got they're injury, gonna suck
0: they've got bad injury
1: issues too yeah yeah they do I know I know Ryan Ellis just amongst right. one of them that, and that
0: was just a couple days after the Sean Couturier news so
1: yes that's right yeah so they're really beat up so there's gonna be a number of teams that struggle this year but if you're just looking at it from a, an a, an X's and O's and a, a personnel perspective, Johnny, I, I do think the Blackhawks are going to be in that top three conversation, which you are probably getting a, I don't want to say franchise altering player, but at least an elite playmaker who is going to come in and probably change your franchise a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, obviously. Anything can happen. A team can go through major injuries and just completely fall out of the the contention if they're a team that's up there. You know, maybe one of these kind of middle-of-the-pack teams, Johnny, I think of, uh, you know, a Boston or a Pittsburgh or somebody like that where one or two, maybe three significant injuries to really key players. And they might have a completely different season than they're used to. So uh, it's certainly not guaranteed that the Hawks are going to be in that, you know, one, two, three conversation, Uh, but you know again if you like to you if you're a betting man and on occasion i am uh i would i would make a good bet that they're probably going to be in that bottom four when the season comes
0: Johnny. right yeah yeah i definitely see that as well it's just kind of you know like i said the the question are they bad enough to be the the tank team and i would go and add this that on yeah i'm I'm not expecting these guys to you know uh, wipe the building on fire right um when you're talking about some of these guys that came in however it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility under a new regime you know and obviously Kyle. Davidson targeting players that he wants to, you know, uh, basically build the Blackhawks identity going forward with. And, and that is, you know, guys that are hard to play against um, guys that are fast. They use good speed. Obviously Luke Richardson had talked about in his defensive uh, sort of, you know, approach today that uh, it's, you know, it's playing a fast sort of style defense. So um, all of that stuff in those personnel, I would not be shocked if that leads to a few more wins than people are, you know, uh, expecting for them early on in the season. And then, um, after the trade deadline, when your Max Domies, when your Andres Athenaeus, when Jax Johnson goes out, and then they're replaced by guys coming up from Rockford, or uh, at the very end, you're talking about possibly guys ending their seasons in college or wherever, uh, and juniors and coming up, that's when you'll see some of that dip back down. So, do you think the Blackhawks are getting too many points early? Um, just take solace in the fact that it's probably going to drop off after the trade deadline. You agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially if they, if they do what they truly want to do at the deadline, you you named three right there, one year contracts, not a ton of money because the cap is is prorated over the course of the season. They'll be owed even less money when the time comes uh, for those trade deadline trades. Yeah, they will be, they will be in the conversation when it all comes down to it and it'll be uh, Patrick Kane and the boys and who knows, who knows, Johnny, maybe we're sitting here and it's, it's really a bear cupboard at the end of the day, if they really go hard at this upcoming deadline uh, to try and move as many assets as possible. But yeah, at the end of the day, I agree with you, Johnny. If you, if, if it feels too good to be true, it might be because let the trade deadline come and go and see how the team continues to perform.
0: Yeah, right. We've got a couple more things to talk about here in terms of you know season expectations, Ron. Um, and I, I, we got a good comment here. Um, I, I am Skulks on Twitter or excuse me on uh, YouTube says NHL needs Bedard in Chicago, major market for a major player. The draft is always fishy. Um, you know uh, there was the argument about the Rangers right uh, a couple of years you know back. Um, in that regard, who knows? Um, if that plays into our favor, I'm all for it. Obviously, if it were to burn us, I would hate it. <laughs> That's just uh, uh, the the homerism. In us but um yeah who knows it's ron this is where i want to just kind of go into a point uh, about this and we had talked about this before we jumped on and that's Mm -hmm. okay like kyle davidson even though i just kind of lambasted his comments you know a little bit earlier and we'd said don't insult our intelligence however i i know that the the team is built to tank However, that doesn't change the fact that I still root for the Blackhawks. I'm not rooting for ping pong balls sitting in a closet in New York or wherever the hell they're going to have the draft lottery run. Um, so if you want to do that, if you want to do that all year, and that's all you want to do is you know scroll tankathon every single day. I'm um, sure I'll check it occasionally to see where, it, see where it's looking at like that. Um, however, like you uh, you made a great point. When I show up to the UC, I want to see the Blackhawks win that game. I, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, night, like the host of the Jersey retirement, which I haven't even gotten into yet. Come on. You, you want them to go out and play inspired. Uh, I'm sure everyone will be wearing hosted jerseys uh, in the warm up, stuff like that. And obviously they're going to have. Yeah, there you go. You're wearing it right now. You know, you gotta, but right th- now. Th- that's the thing. And, and I, I just there's way too many people that I think view everything, anything possibly positive that the team could do um they'll view that as a loss for them because they're not doing enough to tank um so i just want to dispel that right now and if you're tuning into four feathers podcast to get the everyday uh you know tankathon tracker and all that yeah we we will discuss it from time to time but we're also going to break down what goes on on the ice uh and you know who's developing well checking out some prospects all that kind of stuff um i think that's just a good disclaimer to put out because i've already seen so much of the ping pong ball talk and that is not a sure thing even if you tank out. You are the worst team in the league. Like we said, we discussed if they were or were not, uh, if they have the ability to do that. Even if they do, that's not a guarantee that they get number one and they get Connor Bedard. So just want to leave it at that.
1: Yeah, and be reminded, Blackhawks fans, the year that they got Patrick Kane the number one overall pick, they were not the worst team in the NHL that year, and they happened to win the lottery. It is all luck. And it's 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 as much luck as, as you winning a fantasy hockey league or whatever it might be. Uh, that's just what it is. It's the name of the game. Yeah, you have to be... Bad in order to even be in the conversation. But just because you're in the conversation doesn't mean you're guaranteed the number one overall draft pick. I can tell you right now, uh, a team like Buffalo and a team like Edmonton have been burned a number of times out of that number one pick. Um, specifically, I can recall one year, Buffalo it was a guarantee to get the number one pick. Florida snuck up ahead of them and took Aaron Eckblad. And look how that changed their franchise. So it really just goes to show, yes, you have to be in the bottom, you know, four or five teams to realistically have the best shot. But you, you said it earlier, Johnny, uh, when we were talking about I Am Stock's comment. The Rangers weren't expected to win the draft lottery that year for Lafreniere. And what happened? They got Alexis Lafreniere. Like, who knows what happens when it comes down to it. When I go to the UC, Johnny, whether it's with you, with Tony, with Patrick Bodeway, with any of the Four Feathers crew, with any of my friends, whoever – I'm going there to see wins. I want to cheer and and hoop and holler when they score. It's still fun. You still, like you said, Johnny, we still root for the Chicago Blackhawks. That's what gets us up and get on these shows and discuss what's going on, despite the fact they're probably not going to be great this year. We still want to see wins. You know, yes, we can absolutely sit here and understand that it's best for the team if they suck and they get Conor Bedard. It it doesn't take, you know, a rocket scientist to know that. Again, don't insult our intelligence, but – Right At the end of the day, we still want to see Ws. We're still going to root for the team as we'd root for any other team here in Chicago, and we're going to have a good time doing it. And yeah, Peebos brings up a great comment here. He says, they can win games and prep for the future at the same time. You have to see what you have and evaluate. Absolutely. I want to see what Taylor Radish becomes at the NHL level. Is Boris Kachuk going to become something? Both of them were second-round picks. Are they both going to have the same trajectory, or are they going to be completely different players? You know, what does Seth Jones do this year maybe to be a more offensive player is connor murphy still going to perform at a high level which one of these young defensemen that are kind of on the brink now of getting a shot at the nhl is going to stick you know there's so many questions that go beyond where the blackhawks drafting in fucking june of next year like calling it how we see it johnny i could be dead by next june you never know (laughs) like we're gonna you know a lot of shit can happen between now and june of 2023
0: And it's just going to make it make for a miserable experience if you do tune to this team with a fair amount of regularity. And once again, yeah, we, we know the results probably aren't going to be pretty uh, overall on a night-to-night basis. However, why else would you go ahead and tune in, like, just to see if they lose? Like, you could just go and check the score after the fact, then, if that's all you're concerned about. So I just wanted to say that, that that's what you're going to get from Four Feather's podcast this year. So, um, Ron, we're getting close to the end here. Some final thoughts, final observations from uh, sort of things uh, that went on. Training camp or otherwise leading
1: up to it. Uh, anything you got, go ahead, and air it out. Johnny, I'm just so excited hockey's back. I, I have I have so many storylines. Like, if I had more time in the day, there would be 75 articles flying out over at OnTapSportsNet.com about just random shit that goes through my brain. Like, what is Max Domi going to do under Luke Richardson? Is he going to have a career year like he did when he had 72 what 72 points in Montreal, which is career best? That was under Richardson when he was there. Like, are we going to see that, Max Domi? What is Andreas Athenasiou going to do? This is a guy who's been a 30-goal scorer in the NHL. Is he going to have a good year? I don't know. You know, who's going to win the race between Alex Lasik, Alec Regula, and Jacob Galvis this year for playing time? You know, like there's so many storylines that go beyond, like we said, just the ping pong balls that will happen in what, May or whenever the hell they do the lottery. Like it, it's there's still going to be plenty of reason a to tune into us here at Four Feathers because we're going to have plenty of shit to talk about and b enough of a reason just to tune into the team and if at worst case scenario folks you need a reason to watch Blackhawks hockey this year let it kick you in the ass just a little bit that this could be very well could be the last time you see 19 and 88 in Blackhawks sweaters if yep. that doesn't make you tune in on a nightly basis then I don't know what the hell else to tell you because. These are two of the greatest players to ever walk through this organization, let alone the NHL, two of the most decorated NHL players of the last 20 years. I mean, they, if not, literally Patrick Kane is worth the ticket price. And I promise you, if you go on your third market, you know, your secondhand market, you know, places at, you know, in December, you're going to be able to get some very affordable tickets. So. Go out, go enjoy a hockey game, go have a cup of two tree beers. If the Four Feathers guys are in attendance, come crack them with us. And hey, we'll talk Blackhawks hockey and we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, Patrick Kane's gonna hit every shots on goal over total this year when you yep. bet. And we're gonna we're gonna make money and have fun doing it. Um Johnny, I'm just I'm over the moon that hockey's back. It it has been a missing shell. For the summer, uh, in my right. DNA, and I know in all of our DNAs here at Four Feathers, I'm just looking back. I'm just looking, you know, looking forward to the Four Feathers uh, content that we're going to bring this year. Yeah, plenty of from the UC content, plenty of uh, Casa de Marchese content. If you know, you know, and uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm just I'm so excited that we got to talk hockey again. It's back. There's storylines flying around. My head's spinning all day following Mm -hmm. everything on Twitter. Um, It's a beautiful time of the year, Johnny. And I'm just like I said at the top of the show. I'm just happy Mother Nature reciprocated the favor, cooled down the temperature a little bit and made us remember it's fall in Chicago and it's time for fucking Blackhawks hockey.
0: Ron, oh, I'm fired up now. Um, I got a couple notes on that. You're talking about the fun stuff that we're going to do here at Four Feathers. I, I love seeing this kind of stuff. Guy Jeremiah here uh, in the YouTube comments. Jeremiah says What's, says, What's up? Not really a hockey fan, uh, but by default, the Blackhawks are my favorite team. I love to hear that. Hey, you know, uh, it's gonna be like we talked about rough. Game-to-game result, probably, on the ice for the Blackhawks. However, we are going to have fun with it here at Four Feathers Podcast, introducing a new thing that we're going to start doing, uh, not for every game, but we'll try to do them uh, as frequently as possible, some Hawks happy hours uh, leading up to nighttime puck drops. So um, those will be fun. We'll try and do some Twitter spaces with that, possibly some live stream yards here, get some comments rolling in. Um, so, you know, th- what that is is just come out, crack them. Uh, we got to have your beers there. It's happy.
1: Did Jonathan Nani die on me here? I think Johnny died on me um unfortunately ladies and gentlemen uh waiting for johnny hopefully he's okay uh hopefully we'll get that internet thing fixed but yeah i mean just going back to what johnny said it's going to be a lot of content that we're going to have here this year we're still going to have fun with it we still love the blackhawks i'm still hoping personally uh that we're going to have an opportunity to uh who knows maybe uh go ahead and um I want to have like meatball moment of the day, personally. I don't know about you folks at home, but I would love to see, you know, again, we're, we're talking about we still want to see the Hawks win, even though people are going to be out there hoping that this team doesn't win hey, maybe we're going to find the best tweets every night after each game and just we'll read them in our best Chicagoan accents and make fun of people. But it's going to be incredible. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast, and I know we can't wait to get it going. Um, Unfortunately, as I said, Johnny, uh, looks like we had some Internet issues. Hopefully he's back before we uh, kill the stream here, but I will go ahead and remind everybody uh, that – four feathers podcast is the official blackhawks podcast of the on tap sports network be sure to go over to on tap sportsnet.com at on tap sports on social media and follow along with us all season long as we cover the blackhawks please like rate subscribe review whatever uh wherever you listen to us on your podcast as well but again join us in the live shows as johnny mentioned at the top of the show um Bring your comments along on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, we'll make sure to incorporate them in the show as much as we can all season long. Have some fun with it. Crack some beers and do some good stuff. Just because the Blackhawks are going to suck does not mean Four Feathers content is going to suck this year, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a blast. At Four Feathers Pod is where you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, You can find myself. I am at Loose on Tap. Johnny Nani is at Nani Johnny. uh, Among others, at Tony on Tap. At... um, at Pat Bowdway. Now he changed it on me. Uh, we're going to get Pat hopefully in on some shows this year as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. There's a ton of things to look forward to. Um, but as always here at 4 Feathers, we appreciate you guys tuning along. We apologize for the technical difficulty. Who's here just at the end. Um, looking forward to hearing uh, more from Johnny as well uh, in the future. And we'll be back with you guys soon. Training camp is in full swing for the Blackhawks. We are just 20 days away from puck drop on the 2022-23 NHL season I'm Ron Luce from my co-host Johnny Nani who is here with us tonight oh and he's back one last second let's go welcome back
0: hey a little bit of technical difficulties the uh power went out here so we're back now we're we're back up and running Ron um what I was gonna say if we could jump back in thank you for holding the fort down doing a little improv job there uh that's how it goes on some of these live streams um one thing I want to talk about, though, I'd mentioned it just in passing, but how pumped are you for Marion Hosa Jersey Retirement Night, that being uh, November 20th? That's going to be one of the highlights of the season.
1: Absolutely, Johnny. It's going to be absolutely immaculate. Seeing 81 go up into the rafters. It's going to be weird. I think that's going to be the first moment, Johnny, that as a Blackhawks fan, I truly turn the page to like the next chapter of my Blackhawks fandom. You know what I mean? Because... That was like, that's, that was the core memories of being a Blackhawks fan, especially for our like age and generation growing up. Right. Because those were the first teams that everybody really followed and everybody really got into. And, you know, like I, I, I saw the highlight the other day. I think you posted it uh, when we were 24 days out from puck drop uh, the Marty Havlat goal in the playoffs. I was at that game, you know, like that was really the moment that like, wow, Blackhawks hockey is something meaningful. And then it went on to become a dynasty that I don't think any of us expected. So Marion Hossa was a massive part of that 81 going up to the rafters. It's just the beginning. There's a lot of names that they're going to have to, to, to give some honor to, because truthfully, you know, uh, people are saying how many numbers are you going to retire? First off the Canadians and Maple Leafs have like half their fucking roster numbers retired. So chill the fuck out. Secondly, there you're never going to see another run like that in this organization. Realistically, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. It's, it's probably not going to happen so these guys need to get their credit due and again Marion hosts huge part of those three Stanley cups uh unfortunately had to retire sooner than he probably wanted to that dude could probably still play if you see what he looks like now um it's going to be cool seeing 81 go up into the rafters Johnny and I think all of us are going to be in attendance for that one which yeah, is gonna be super I, sweet I was gonna say I locked down my tickets you got yours yet I have not yet, but I will be soon. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we'll try and do uh, you know four feathers meet up, uh, some atrium pregame beers uh, as is tradition. Oh. Then get to the seats, uh, nice and early for that. But yeah, obviously that's a highlight of the promo schedule. We have the full promo schedule. You can go check it out on tapsportsnet That has all the dates. Uh, times, events, giveaways, all of that kind of good stuff. So go check that out. But obviously, Marian Hosa Jersey retirement will be uh, the highlight of that. I think everybody uh, is looking forward to that. Tony and I were in attendance when he did the uh, one-day contract to retire as a Blackhawk last year. And then uh, obviously during that game against Seattle, uh, they had announced uh, that they would be doing the Jersey retirement in this upcoming season. Now we have a date for it, so looking forward to that. Um, Ron, once again, it was great being back here. Thanks for everyone for sticking through. A few technical difficulties I'm sure Ron did you all proud though uh holding the fort down uh during that we'll, we'll we'll be back soon uh plenty more to discuss there'll be some preseason games coming up as early as next week obviously some practice sessions in between then so um stay tuned at four feathers pod and on tap sportsnet on Twitter uh check out all of our articles on tapsportsnet.com and make sure you're subscribed on YouTube uh that's on Sportsnet. same with our Facebook page drop your comments in here and we can feature them live during the show so Ron, until next time, let's go Hawks.
1: Let's go Hawks.